I'm Robin Gallagher and welcome to Ripples. Throughout our program, a series of guest speakers will share words of wisdom from their life experience and we will offer you a series of meditations so that you can take some time just to stop and listen to that voice within, that voice of the Spirit. So come and enjoy some inspired voices and treasured stillness and allow the ripple effect to begin. Welcome back to Ripples. I'm thrilled to welcome Joel Duval onto our program today. Joel currently works in the area of youth ministry for Catholic education in the Diocese of Wollongong. Prior to this, he was a primary and secondary school teacher and a religious education coordinator. Joel is married to Elise, who is also a teacher in the diocese, and they recently welcomed their beautiful baby boy, Zephaniah, into the world. In today's episode, Joel will share his story, and within this, there will be an unfolding story of gratitude. Our conversation will conclude with some final reflections on this gift of gratitude and its close relationship to joy. We welcome Joel today as he so generously shares his story. Good morning, Joel. It is so wonderful to have you on our program today. Oh, thanks, Robin. Thanks for having oh, me. It's just our, our pleasure. And Joel, today we're exploring, exploring this wonderful theme of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And Joel, since I've known you, you have gone through such a, a range of really profound events in your life. You moved into an exciting new role mm-hmm. within the CEO. Uh, not long after I did meet you, your dear dad passed away. Mm. You married beautiful Elise. Yeah. And both you and Elise just recently uh, welcomed your beautiful son into the world, Zephaniah. Yes. That's what a right. time it's been. <laughs> what a time, Joel. But, Joel, when I first met you, I was just so struck by your energy mm. and by your evident closeness to your family. Mm. I wonder if you might be able to share just a bit about about you and yeah. about your family. Yeah, happy to, Rob. So I grew up in probably a, a quite a traditional Catholic family, and I've got two brothers and four sisters, so there's seven of us all together. Wow. So it was always fun at home. It's very loud and crazy, and the whole... Everything that goes with having a big family when you're sitting around the dinner table. People would say you need to eat quickly if you want seconds. So I (laughs) I didn't really do that. I would just take enough food on my plate for first and seconds. And even to this day, I will still get shunned and and ridiculed and things thrown at me by my siblings because I take so much food. Is that right? And they just think you're not going to eat that. And I do. You do. Because I have all this energy, like you said. (laughs) So I need to make sure that I'm... I'm refueling myself. Yeah, it's called survival in a big family. It is Having come survival. from a big family myself. Yes. Mm. Well, because I'm, I'm telling you now, if you don't get what you want, then there's you can't go back and, and get more. But no, so I guess growing up, we, we did the whole um, going to Mass every Sunday and, and my parents were really good at trying to get us to um, to pray around the dinner table and that sort of stuff. And I, and I guess as we got older, my parents kind of allowed us to choose our own path in terms of our faith. And I kind of went off and, and did my own thing and, and was always connected to, to my faith. But I, and all my siblings have taken very different paths. But I think from what my my parents, especially my mum, those values that she instilled in us in terms of 
what it means to have a relationship with God. I know that all of my siblings will always pray. They'll always, they, they have that ongoing relationship with God. Yes. They may not practice it how you and I yeah. would by yes. going to mass and, and having the sacramental side of our, of our faith, practicing that, but they very much do have that strong relationship with God. So that's I guess that's probably been a thing that has helped our family get through a lot of, I guess, big traumatic things throughout our lives as a family. We've always turned to prayer and we've always turned to God to be able to help us in those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and my mom is just this crazy woman of strength. Ah, oh, it's what she was, had to go through in terms of my dad's health and look after seven children and work. I don't know how she's done it. And even now, like, I think it would be harder to have like kids under the age of 16. And Robin, this is something for you to look forward to. Thank you. I think that um, <laughs> my siblings all being over the age of 25 caused my mum more havoc than what we did as children. Yes. So that's something for you to look forward Thank to. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, Joel, thank you. But, Joel, as you said, uh, it hasn't always been an easy road, Mm. um, particularly when I first met you, not long after that, Mm. your dear dad Mm. passed away. And when you spoke about your dad, you always spoke about him with such uh, gratitude and kindness Mm. and as though he was someone who taught you a great deal. Mm. I wonder if you could share a little bit about your dad and and what he taught you. Yeah, very happy to. So my dad had health issues three months after my parents got married. He lost both his kidneys and then had a number of transplants throughout his life and whatnot and was always in and out of hospital. And as a kid, um, going to the hospital to visit your dad on Christmas Day, I thought was a normal thing because you think everyone's doing that. Mm. Like it's strange how whatever's happening in your family as as a child, you think everyone else is going through that. So my dad never showed that that was something that was out of the ordinary, something that was a burden. It it was hard him obviously having to go into hospital all the times that he did, but um, he didn't complain. Mm -hmm. So he just knew that this was a part of his life, whether he had that notion, this is just one of my crosses that I'm bearing and Mm -hmm. I just need to be able to cope and deal with this. But I guess... A lot of the other things that my dad taught me, he taught me to be um, chivalrous to everyone, but especially women, to always treat them with love and kindness and respect. So he always taught me to be to be kind and he always taught me to be loving and he had that real great sense of family and that yes. family is so important yes. and that um, nothing breaks family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you have um, arguments, you might have... Um, times when you absolutely want to kill one another, mm-hmm. especially living with six siblings. Yes. Is, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of fun, but oh, Robin. Um, sure. And I don't think I ever got um, a new piece of clothing until I was about 16 with right? those hand-me-downs. Yes. Um, but my dad always taught taught us that family was something that, that was – probably the most important thing in life. My mum was very much the faith. My dad was was a faithful man, but my dad had that real sense of family. And when I think of putting those together, they just make so much sense Mm. that family is important, but God's got to be at the centre of all of that. So together, um, I don't think they realised it, but they had a a pretty powerful thing going on there. Absolutely, and and evidently taught you so much, Joel. So much. And yeah. in terms of family, it's been mm. an exciting few years, Joel, for you. Yes. Because you and Elise yeah. were married only not that long ago. That's right. Not that long ago. And it's it's obviously such a significant part of your life and a big mm. change for mm. you as well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could tell us, as a fairly newly married young man, yeah. a bit about what you've learnt during these first few years. Yeah. 
So you said it was a big change, which was very true. So Elise and I had, had never lived together before we got mm-hmm. married. So mm-hmm. that was a big change, especially after having lived on my own for so long and you mm-hmm. kind of get into your own little routines yeah. and, and then all of a sudden there's a person that is there all the time <laughs> um, and they're standing in front of the cupboard that you need to get to every day. <laughs> and uh, just some of the little things where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth. Oh, it's the same time that you need to brush your teeth. Two vanities is something that I need, Robin. Um, but you know, um, Elise has taught me, she's taught me really how to love yeah. um, and what that means. And and it's helped me in my faith in terms of that whole self-sacrificing yeah. love that, that Jesus showed for us. And that's exactly what I've learned a, a relationship, a marriage is like. You've got mm-hmm. to be completely giving of yourself to the other person mm-hmm. and you sacrifice your life in terms of trying to make that other person be the best person they can. Mm-hmm. And marriage, it's been so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's probably been one of the biggest things. Like, We've just had an absolute ball. Mm-hmm. Like, We're the greatest of friends, which I think really helps. Yeah. That's Elise and I. We would do absolutely anything for, for one another to ensure that the other person is flourishing in their yeah. life. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful, Joel. Yeah. And Joel, it's such a, an exciting time of your life mm-hmm. because in the last eight weeks, you and Elise welcomed your beautiful son, Zephaniah, into this world. Yes, we did. And you've spoken about this extraordinary experience that this was for both of you. Mm-hmm. I know it's also been a challenging time as little yeah. Zephaniah has required some some vital medical attention, yes. which means he's been in hospital yes. up until this time. Correct. How has this experience been for you, Joel? Yeah. And and what have you discovered through it? Yeah. Well, Lisa and I knew about Zeph's condition very early on in um in her pregnancy. Yes. So it was a lot of regular checkups and appointments and meeting lots of different um, doctors and nurses and surgeons and pediatricians and teams saying that this is what will happen when when your, your child is born because we didn't know that Zephaniah was a boy till he was born. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of prepared. We knew that we were going to be in hospital, we were told, for about four to six weeks. So we just thought, okay, that's fine. We had wrapped our minds around that and we were very good at being able to explain the, the condition to everyone pre um like Zephaniah's birth. So he had he was born with a thing called gastroschisis, which is basically when his bowel is born on the outside. And they just spoke about the procedures that happen. It's um, quite common, one in 4,000, which I didn't think was common. But, I mean, at Sydney Children's Hospital do it quite often yes. because they're one of the only hospitals in New South Wales that, that deal with it. So when it kind of came to him being born, I, the bowel was large it was huge he had a um, a number of surgeries to be able to get it back in and there were a couple of complications along the way and he was in ICU for a really long time Elise and I very quickly learnt that we couldn't think long term we had to um, take each day as it came because one day they would tell you um, how everything was going this is what we want to do tomorrow and you'd kind of get your hopes up a little bit you'd rock up to the next day and it was a completely different ball game. All these new things were thrown at you. So we had to take it one day at a time and um, and we kept God at the central of all of that. Now, um, ask, obviously asking God to, to help to heal um, Zephaniah and help him to mm-hmm. be able to cope with it all. But a lot of it was asking just for, for strength and courage to be able to cope with what is ahead of us because God very clearly knows what the plan is for, um, for Zephaniah. But we're asking God just to help us to be able to trust him. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I probably learned from this little man is um, is patience. Patience is so important. Yeah. And when you can um, be patient in a situation, I think you can be grateful for, for what is 
your current like circumstances because this little man is a crazy little fighter Mm. and he's just needed to take it at his rate. And as an adult, that can be quite frustrating because you need things to to happen. And I'm a very routine man. I like my routine and I've had no routine for the past two months, but but it's the patience that I found, the patience with, with Zeph and I, the patience with the doctors, the patience with the nurses, the patience that Elise and I have for one another because you can get very caught up mm. in, in the grief, in the trauma, in being upset and saddened by all of that because it is sad. But when, you, when you're able to be patient, you're able to stop and be able to have that conversation with God, you can be grateful for where you are. And Elise and I, being in a children's ICU, just met so many families that were in such terrible circumstances with their children and a lot of them still were able to smile they were still able to find happiness and be grateful for for their child I see that in terms of that's faith but for them they don't probably articulate it as faith they would articulate it as as different things about maybe having family or relations with doctors and and being grateful for all that but I very much see that that's God working Mm. through all the doctors and the family members that are supporting children in some difficult situations. Mm. Yeah. Well, how wonderful to have met so many remarkable people. Yeah. But, but Joel, I, I take my hat off to you and Elise. I just think both of you have just been truly remarkable throughout this entire time. Oh, and, you know, our prayers are, are so much with you. you. So Thank much you. It with means you, a lot. Joel. Joel, at the same time, you've continued working in this area of youth ministry where you bring <laughs> a huge amount of energy and yeah. passion and you, you obviously love this yeah. extraordinary work that you do. What is it that you love about it? Back in 2016, I um, went to World Youth Day and had a profound encounter with, with Jesus. And that's kind of where I, it was the renewing of my relationship with, um, with him. And from that moment, um, and it wasn't just a one-off, it was like, oh, cool, I've, I had that encounter with Jesus. It then continued throughout those couple of weeks that were there. And I remember speaking to my friend, Kathy Brown, at 1am on some steps in, in Poland for a couple of hours, saying that I need to, it's not enough for me to go back and just share my experience with, with staff, with students, with parents. I need to do more and I need to do more with the youth. And back then I just, I was... I, I don't know why I was saying that. I need to I, I need to share this experience with the youth and it can't just be me sharing. I need to do more. But when I now look back and reflect on that almost four years ago, that was God telling me that, mm. like, you've got a job to do. And God was telling me that you need to go and work with the youth and you need to evangelize and you need to go. It was because I had this profound encounter. It wasn't like I needed to share that with others. I needed others to be able to experience that. So I guess that's kind of where it came from. I, it wasn't enough for me just to talk about it and share it. I needed to create spaces for the young people to experience that encounter and to experience the love of God. And so, and I just love it. And music is a big part of, yes. of what we do. I'm not musically talented at all. I'm a terrible singer. I cannot play an instrument, but I can vamp up a crowd. Fantastic. So you can dance, <laughs> and I can dance. Well, I, I would love, even if I can't. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. I love it. I have heaps of fun. And so I guess working with young people to be able to, um, now that it's been almost three and a half years, just the stories of what kids have been able to to share with me about how youth ministry, mm-hmm. Catholic Youth Ministry Wollongong, so CYMW, has changed their lives, oh. has allowed them to experience God's love, has um, allowed them to, to find hope 
in this world. It's hundreds of kids that I've had that um, conversation with. Just wonderful work that you do, Joel. And I've no doubt that our listeners will have picked up on this already. You're a person who is evidently filled with gratitude. Mm. It just oozes out of you so naturally. Joel, what does gratitude mean to you? And why is it so important? Uh, Gratitude is, I think for me, is really just stopping to take the time to be thankful for all the things that that you have in your life. And it's in, I guess it's really important to me because when I first really re, like encountered God um, and kind of reconnected with my faith, I thought, great, I've got this relationship with God. Um, my life is going to be great now. I'm going to be happy all the time. And, and that's not what having faith is about. It's not about, about trying to just to be happy. And like... Jesus never promised our lives would be easy. He didn't promise that we were going to be happy all the time. And we, I was quick to remember that we're humans. And as part of being human, there's suffering, there's pain, there's trauma, there's stress, there's anxiety. Yes. And there's all these things because we're human yes. beings. But God has lived all of that himself. Mm-hmm. And to be able to turn to him in those times, to be able to look past the negative and be able to see what you're grateful for, I think is, is a gift and that comes from God. And just because you've got that relationship with God doesn't mean your life is going to be happy, but it does mean that you're not going to be alone, mm-hmm. that you will have someone with you through all the bad times, which I think is it might be a bit hard for people, but also in the good times. It's, I think, also just as easy to forget that God is with us through mm-hmm. all those great, joyful times. So I guess it's important to me to be able to show to others that like God is at the center of, of what it means to be grateful because mm. God is the one that has provided me with all those things that I've previously spoken about. Back then, I probably didn't recognize it as God, like I said, but I can now reflect and, and look that God was very much at the center of my family. Mm. God's been at the center of my marriage. Mm. God is was present at the birth of, of Zephaniah and he's just been present throughout all the things that I've been doing in youth ministry as mm. well. So to be able to name that, I yes. think, is, is what is important to me, to be able to um, give those um, give thanks to God for all of that, I think is really important. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Joel, it's great wisdom. Joel, I, I saw a talk, it was only a few years ago, it was um, Brené Brown, and uh, she was talking a bit about gratitude, mm-hmm. and she made reference to a guy called Brother David Steindl Rast, mm-hmm who does a lot of work in this area of gratitude and mm. sees it as just such an important practice. Mm. And something that he said, he said, it is not joy that makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes us joyful. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really profound. And Brené went on to say, because she interviewed thousands of people for some mm. research that she was doing, and she discovered that in terms of this idea of gratitude, it wasn't just even people who had an attitude of gratitude. Mm. She noticed that for people who had an explicit practice of gratitude, mm. that that's where they really experienced the fruits, where they mm. could sort of then experience this joy. Yeah. Uh, for you, Joel, mm. what is your experience of that? Is there perhaps a, a practice yeah. that you have that has allowed gratitude then to become such an integrated part of your life? Yeah, yeah. I love both of those quotes because mm. it is. It's so important that it's, it's not joy that makes mm. us grateful. It's it's gratitude, it's, it's gratitude that makes, makes us joyful. joyful. So I guess I would practice that in, in my prayer life. Mm. So um, sometimes I do that solely just between God and I, and I, I thank him for 
all the amazing things that have happened in my life, the good and the bad, because I know that he's been present and all of that. And Elise and I practice that as a family. So we'll sit together and, and have some time with God because it's important to have him at the center of our of our relationship. But we'll sit there and we'll thank him for all the amazing things that he has graced us with. And to be able to sit there and to be able to be thankful to someone else, I think is where gratitude can really come from because... Mm. I think in this in this world in 2020, we can be quick to thank ourselves mm. for, for doing all the amazing things in our own lives, but it's not us. Mm. It, it's God working through us. Mm. And I think to be able to recognize that it's God working through us, I think that's where the gratitude comes from. Mm. And then to be able to know that there is someone in your life that is cheering you on, that is wanting you to, to achieve your best. How could you not be joyful mm. knowing that even in the, in the negativity, you've got someone there that is ready to pick you up mm. and to not be um, bogged down in the, in, in sometimes the mess that we have in mm. our lives mm. and allow God into that space. Because when we give everything over to God, the negative and the positive, the, the joy will come out. And what, what have you got to lose? What have you got mm. to be like, um, like burdened with because God takes it all yeah. and God provides. Like that's mm. very much what Elise and I have learned. Yes. By giving thanks to God, you're able to then recognize sometimes in those negative spaces that God was actually there working. Yeah. 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 And it may not always be in that moment, no. but sometimes it's a week later, sometimes yes. it's a month, sometimes it's years later mm. where you can look back and be like, oh God, you were right there. Yeah. yeah. I may so. not have seen it at that moment, but definitely that exactly. presence was Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So, Joel, at this point in your life, what are you most grateful for? Oh, at this point in my life, what am I most grateful for? Yeah. Oh, Rob, will you asking me no, this? No, this is very, a, another, very, another TED talk in itself. <laughs> a very difficult um, yeah. uh, time in my life. But what, I'm, what am I grateful for? I'm really grateful for, for family. Yeah. For what Elise and I have, have been through, our family have just been absolutely incredible. Mm. And when I say family, I don't just mean brothers and sisters, yeah. parents. I talk about my friends and I talk about my work colleagues because that, that's Extended family to me. Family. So they've all just been amazing. When For Elise and I, when people say that um, you're in our prayers, it actually means so much yeah. to us because yeah. that is the the best gift that anyone could give us, mm. especially during this time. Absolutely. So I guess we're grateful for our family and friends in that, but I'll say family because they yeah. are family, but grateful for, for people's prayers. Mm, yeah. That's wonderful. Joel, just such a joy to have you on the program. You're, you're just such wisdom, such a beautiful sense of humour and such a man of, of deep love and faith. Oh, and thanks. it's such a joy. We look forward to having you on another time. Excellent. And we wish you our prayers are with you and Elise you. And, and with little Zephaniah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Robin. Thanks. Thank you for joining our program today. If you'd like to take some time now or later in the week to enjoy some treasured stillness, a gratitude meditation is available on both Podbean and on Apple Podcast and is entitled Meditation 8. Have a lovely week and I look forward to seeing you next time.